Do you love our movie episodes? Don't worry, they're here to stay. The Strange and Beautiful Book Club will continue to provide movie discussions of all your favorite and lesser-known movies in the fantasy, horror, and sci-fi genres. We've also added a monthly book club episode. Check out our website or Instagram for the monthly book club calendar. You can also look forward to more discussions of books and their movie adaptations on our new bi-weekly schedule. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date on what books we will be discussing next. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. It's time for another episode of the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. A movie episode, The Fifth Element. Yep, and I'm visiting today. <laughs> so before we get started, hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. And I'm Kate. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. All right, well, I feel like we should just push play on Kate and just Let go. me go. Go. First of all, I would like to say thank you so much for letting me jump in on this. Oh, you're welcome. I had a friend call me at like 11 in the evening a week ago, and I could tell that they had all been imbibing a little bit. She had me on speaker with people I don't know. She lives up in Philadelphia, and she's like, Kate, what should I know about the fifth element? <laughs> and I was... Why? Lots of things. And yeah. this is why you should watch it. And I just went into this thing and I, the conversation didn't last long enough. And I, and I just really didn't get to share enough of the movie. So the next morning I said, Rachel, when are you doing? When are you doing The Fifth Element? Yeah. And can I do it with you? Can I, I do was it like, with you? I don't know. Now? Yeah. Now it's Friday? Good. Yes, You do, do it, it Friday? Let's go. Yeah, so, I love The Fifth Element. So now here we are, a whole podcast on the best, one of the best movies ever. That yeah. aged really well with it is. the exception of a couple things, but. Yeah, I mean, narratively, <clears throat> narratively, there's it's not tight. a lot, there's not a lot wrong with it. It's this. so, it's really concise. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's practical. Like yeah. the effects are we, the effects are so practical that they've. Aged really well. Really well. Yeah. And the, the budget that they used with the costuming and just all of it. I mean, yeah. it's just a really well done movie i think earlier i said that every moment moves the plot forward yep and that is so refreshing because yeah. we do so many of these slow burns these days right where i'm yeah it we watch feeling very satisfying very satisfying movie. yeah yeah that you kind of like, don't want to be over yeah mm -hmm. but you're happy how it ended like because it ends well yeah yeah all all the bad guys get blown away and you know, we get a new look at the Mangalores and find out they're really just an honorable society that want to, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's just... in case you haven't watched the movie. <laughs> Wait, people have watched the movie that are listening, Well, right? yeah, I one would hope. Not always. Oh, well, we I, I, Wait, we don't are know. we supposed to avoid spoilers? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm so just, confused. I'm just no, throwing just it just roll, yeah. roll with it. Roll with it, yeah. 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 But 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Luc Besson, we've decided that's how you're going to pronounce it. It's a French film. It's yes. not an American film. Yeah. It was, these are all the facts that I learned about it today. It was the highest, what's the word, budget? Yeah. It had the highest budget it of any European most. film that had ever been made in 1997. At ninety million, it made two hundred and ninety-three million dollars worldwide, which is pretty great. I mean, that's what? How many times? Three times? Yeah, three times the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, Bruce Willis wasn't gonna. They weren't gonna do like a heavy name actor, and Bruce Willis was like, "I really like this. I don't need you. Don't have to pay me a lot. I'll do this movie." So they were able to really accomplish all the things they wanted to do. The music's incredible. Yes, yeah. I mean, if you it say makes f- the movie. If you say Fifth Element to anybody, they're going to think about Plava Laguna and her operatic yes. diva show. And then I think Ruby Rod is classic. Uh, yeah. The A best character the in the movie. The best character in the yeah. movie. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This whole movie is an aesthetic. Yes. The whole movie is a very consistent, very well done, very different aesthetic. If we got this much thought, creativity, and just, I don't want to use the word nuance, but like that much. Attention to detail. Correct. In every sci-fi or fantasy film, we would all be really happy people. Right. And And things like Krull would never have, you know what I mean? (laughs) This movie was trying to, like this, Krull was trying to be this movie 10 years And instead it was beautifully boring. Krull? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. this movie is just from start to finish, everything makes sense. It's simple, but it's also not, you know, you were talking about something fancy earlier. What were you going to talk about? Oh, a uh, split it's narrative. It's a split narrative. Yeah. yeah, you'll go on about that for a minute. That's because Bruce Willis and okay, Gary the, Oldman's the characters. The protagonist and antagonist. Never know. They never meet. Never directly interact. And they don't know they each other exists. Well, Zork knows that he Corbin Dallas exists because he sends the guy to get on yeah, the plane. Yeah, but he doesn't know him. that Corbin Dallas is actively working against oh, him. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. He only knows Corbin Dallas won the contest. Oh, I yeah. see. Sure. And so he's he has tries to have him taken out for that reason. Yes. He so doesn't know that Corbin Dallas is some type of special ops military. Yeah. Badass who drives a taxi cab. For Fonzie's. For so, him. Yeah, because yeah, he's retired. Right. So he's Six just, months retired. Six months retired. Yeah. And the only one alive from his entire... Unit. Yeah. Yeah, the apartment scene's one of my favorite. Like, everything in this little efficiency apartment that he lives in, which is so cool, by the right. way, that like... Once again, the attention to detail. Yes. Right. On what it would actually be like to live in a, like, hyper-capitalist efficiency apartment. Yeah. Right. It's what probably... 300 square feet, 200 square feet. If that. If Maybe that. the size of the podcast. It's about the, the size of the pod lab. Yeah, yeah. Basically, with a window on one end and a door on the other. Right. And then everything either folds in or goes up and down. Yeah, and he yeah. had to go that small because he also has to have a garage Yeah, next door yeah. that yes. immediately goes out into the 2000 and – what year is it? 2,263? It's, it's like 2263 yeah. or something. Yeah. Luke Perry at the beginning too. Yes, I know. You know, and he's got his, his name's on the title card. Like his name is he and got he has, an and Luke Perry. Yeah. Right. Silva Baggins is in this. <laughs> yeah. And you've got like legitimate trained actors yeah. in some of these like essential roles. 
And that is the best when you get these really incredible actors as Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Yes. With, yeah. With his Ross Perot accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love his accent. <laughs> and it's quotable. Like, there's so many things. It's just great. Yeah, we do Aziz Lights a lot. Aziz- oh, me too. In a your lot. normal life? Yeah. Me too, oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and uh, uh, multi-pass? Yes, Pretty all much the time. Anytime I have a ticket, I'm like, multi-pass. No, no, <laughs> I got you on this. Almost every time I eat chicken. Nice. Chicken, good. Mm. Chicken, good. <laughs> mm. I would love to have that cooker. I am a meat popsicle. Just puts the- <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, attention to detail. Like the- so Jean-Paul G- Gaultier did all the costumes, and yeah. that's one of the best parts. And it's funny, and I was going to say this earlier, but definitely save it for this. Um, so many of the costumes are, like, not functional. No. Like, they're not. Absolutely not. No. Like, how wide and round and egg-like a lot of the police uniforms are. Like, I get what they were going for, but that's why they couldn't have, like, screen technology they had to have buttons because everybody's gloves were so big that would be the only way that you could operate any kind of technology right or voice commands yeah yeah Yeah. i um it's always really cool to see futuristic versions from the past yes yeah where they were like what we're gonna take what we have now and we're gonna scale it up like we're gonna have a phone but the phone's gonna be real little and it's got this tiny little screen on it. Yep. And then, like, when he goes to find Cornelius, he finds him in the book. The, the phone, phone book. book. The phone book. The, the thing that book. doesn't yes. exist anymore. Yeah. Right. That, mo- like, yeah, that yeah. people don't have anymore. Right. Yeah. The cigarettes. Yes. With the giant filters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've become so concentrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just, like, that's how much tobacco you get. Yeah. Just and there's that. still dials. There's still buttons and dials on everything. Yeah. You still have to, like, turn things and... Yeah, the um the uh, oh the technology we don't have the makeup boxes are you yes. kidding the me? The Coco Chanel, yeah, the co- the Chanel makeup yeah. eye makeup. He's like, yeah. I got you a makeup box. That's just not any makeup box, bro. It made her eye makeup orange, like her hair. Like, how does it know? And where do I get one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had to make her a wig finally because they had to keep redying her hair, and it probably destroyed her scalp. Yeah, and her hair was like. Fall, like breaking off and yeah because off. she yeah. had that bleach blonde root yeah and then the orange not to mention all of the colors like even the colors are so intentional corbin and her hair's shirt mm-hmm. and the hair matching yeah. there's these pops of this orange all these different places yeah and i was reading that luke wanted it to be very bright because right. a lot of contemporary sci-fi is very dark. And like, like rainy, like Blade it feels Runner. Like yeah, a, narrow corridors, yeah. small spaces, yeah. dark, cramped, confined. It feels yeah. like a um, like a rainbow version of Blade Runner. Yeah. He said he yeah. wanted it crazy bright. Well, like and crazy, upbeat bright. The tone of the movie is like perfection. Yes. It is light, but also high stakes and emotional and also, there is some vulnerability, but also it's funny as shit. Yes, yeah. Like, it's this perfect tone the entire time. Yeah, very That goes consistent. really well with the, like, concise editing and all of the, like, when they dive into the garbage. <laughs> and I, okay, so I'm going to start. <clears throat> Sorry. Can I get on my soapbox for yeah, a second? Yeah, no, go for it. As we are watching these films that, like, 
meant a lot as children. And we are where we are when it comes to like feminism and as women, when we think about the way that our relationships and with men work, seeing this movie that was written by a man, Lilu is the smartest person in the room. She's basically an omnipotent, all-knowing. Does omnipotent mean all-powerful or all-knowing? That's what I meant. And then omniscient means Mm -hmm. all-knowing. Those are words? Yep. All words. All words. She's like the baddest bitch in the room. And he is looking at her and treating her, treating her like she's this fucking dumbass I damsel in distress the entire time. Yeah. And he feels so disconnected to me about who she actually is. He's a Tamlin in a time where the Tamlin is what you wanted. Yeah. And I should preference what Tamlin means for this audience, but <laughs> that's okay. He's the overprotective. Yeah, I need he's to the save protector. you guy. Yeah. Right. Versus the guy who, like, sees her, you know, and it, it just, like, the part where um, the strong, muscly woman is there, and he's like, ugh. I was just, come on, man, really? Like, and just knowing, like, oh, that is the perspective, and that's the gaze. That's the male yeah. gaze that we yeah. grew up with. Um, so looking back and experiencing that movie the first time and not noticing any of that. And then looking back on it and being like, oh, wow, okay. So all of the – most of the male characters, like main male characters, are untraditionally – like not traditionally attractive, um, like weird looking. And I think that was intentional. Yeah. Um, And then all of the women are supermodels, literally off the runway. thongs. Literally (laughs) off the runway. Yeah. You know, Um, the gentleman who plays the Mangalorian, he's actually a supermodel. They were all models. So it's just this constant, like, you're supposed to be beautiful and you can be as ugly as you can and still be this, like, anyways. Hot love interest guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, the amount of actual getting to know each other that they did for that end to be like, we're in love. It's just like, it's a my role. Yeah, it is, but it's a great movie. It's I, the nineties. I, I know it is, yeah. and I think it's just noticing those things now. If you like made that, it, if it was made now and it was like that, I'd be mad about it. Right, but it's the nineties. It's literally twenty five years old. It's now. just what shaped how I felt about myself as a human being. Yes, yeah, but like, because <laughs> no I big was, deal. No big no deal. Because I was fourteen when it came out. So right. you know, so uh, you know, I, I still think it's a be- perfect movie. Yeah. Um, but I just would not have, I wouldn't, it, it, it need, I notice now. Yeah. 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 Like the flight attendants. Right. Yeah. Why the, yeah, gu- may- why maybe the gap some under of, the boob? They're like two. Maybe <laughs> some of those scenes did not directly advance the plot. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like. That. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They kind of did. They shared a little bit more about who Ruby Rod was. Right. It, it was yeah. backing up his character. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then there, and you know, every character kind of was a like vibrant, highlighted version of like a trope. Yeah. Right. The gruff heroy guy. Yeah. He does that, and then Ruby Rod, this like crazy foil, who's the priest. Bilbo, you know. Vito Cornelius. 
Yeah, Corne- Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I know, it's really great. Yeah. They were talking about how um, the bandage outfit, the bandage costume yeah, so was supposed thermal to Thermal bandages. Yeah, like yeah. that was the, in, the, it was supposed to be like a hospital gown. Like what would a hospital gown look like in the future? Would it? Would it? I guess so. It's like she's a fan service version of She's a, real, real lucky that she's an A cup. Yeah. <laughs> Very lucky. Real, real lucky. Yeah. Otherwise, those would not have stayed. No, they would have just been tighter and uncomfortable, and she'd have had top cleavage and bottom cleavage. Yep. Yeah. But she almost does somehow True. with what she's working with. Yeah. I wonder how long it took to make that movie. I don't know. And it got um, a lot of critics hated on it. Which is really weird to me. Because it's artsy. Maybe. It's very, it's not like Event Horizon. Oh, I guess Event Horizon didn't wasn't universally loved either. But it's Wait, more is that the space movie where they put the person in space and he... Space horror. It's space horror. And he turns, they jet jettison him and he gets, he freezes and oh, explodes. They do. Yeah. I can't watch it because of that scene. Like that's the only part of that movie I remember. It's a really scary movie. Yeah, I remember it being scary. Yeah, but a lot of times critics don't like this tone in a movie. This, like, irreverent tone they don't love. Oh, and the, it's um, it's meta, too. When he's like, I know that music. Let's change that tone. Or let's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? What does he say at the end? Do you remember that part? Uh, when Zorg... Uh, he sets the timer for the bomb. Oh, okay. And then he, a lady screams, and he says, oh, I know this music. Yeah. Because the music changes. Yeah. And then the lady screams. Yeah. And so, and then he He's goes like, back let's to his change ship. this. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like the part where the guy's supposed to give him something to help, give Bruce Willis's character, the deaf guy. He's like... Throw me that. And he rolls him the pool balls and they just like thumbs up at each other. Yeah. Every point in this movie where you think it's going to go one way, they give you this little bit of like, ha, ah, we went a little bit different. Yeah. You're still going to figure it out. We're still going to get out of it, but it's not going to go quite the way you think. <laughs> the priest, poor guy, when he's trying to, he gets on, he finds his way on the spaceship, yeah. not plane. No. And I guess the uh, bottom of the plane slash where he gets into the wires is also um, environmentally controlled. Yeah, he, he ended up in the ventilation system. Yeah. Okay. So I don't I, know how he got to the ventilation system know. from the landing gear. <laughs> I don't know. But can yeah. we get some heat over here, man? Is another one that gets quoted a lot in our house. Can I get some heat over here, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. 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 And while he's handling like Aziz, nuclear fuel with light. a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nuclear fuel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like all the portrayals of. All this like really advanced technology, like really dangerously powerful stuff, you know, like a nuclear fuel tank and the just casualness that the characters deal with it because that's, this is their every day. Yeah. It's like sticking the hose in a fuel tank. Yeah. And every, like from our perspective, it's like, wow, there's flying cars and everybody's like, 
Yeah, I, I was have to drive. I was thinking about flying, flying cruise ships. Yeah, right. cruise ship spaceships on like Beach Planet, Floston. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Ruby Rod and how he's a radio, like he's a radio personality. He's a podcaster, and I was like, radio is not so much like you know, it didn't go the way they thought it was going to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if you think of him as a podcaster, yeah, but that people appointment appointment listen to, yeah, like people still tune in, yeah. Rather than it being on demand. Right. Like, it's only live streamed. Right. No one has the option yeah, of, like... Yeah, he's like a rec- Twitch streamer. Yeah. 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 Without cameras. Without cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it that way, like, okay, well, then he doesn't feel so dated. That yeah. character did. They? I don't know. That character doesn't feel so dated. Yeah. For sure. Chris Tucker did an amazing job. It's the best character he's ever played. Yeah. At and least for me. He's not even in that much of the movie. I mean, no. he's in but like, he's so memorable. the last third, yeah. but he's so memorable that you're like, as soon as he comes on screen, you're like, oh, yeah. When he does the slide in, yeah. <laughs> the whole hallway yeah. interview scene is yeah. my favorite. He's so, it's, it's, he's so good at it. And I wonder how much of it is improvisation. It could. I mean, that's fine. That's what makes it good. I know. Yeah. And it. I saw that Jamie Foxx and Chris Tucker were both up for it, but Jamie Foxx was too bulky, and the director only wanted – he they wanted that gender-fluid, like, that prince look, that prince yeah. appeal. Yes. Where they were very, like, feminine, but that women were still, like, fall – like, all he had like to do was breathe. Yeah, yes. breathe in yeah. their ear, and they're going to, like – Right, Pass like out. his charisma dominates riz. the space that's what, so much. That's what the kids call it these days. Oh, his, yes. riz. his riz. Yes, the riz. I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Besson worked with a comic book director, a comic book writer. That makes sense. To create the aesthetic. And it's um, Jean-Claude Mezieres. Mezieres? Mezieres. Yeah. M-E-Z-I-E-R-E-S. And he's yeah. the guy who did the Valerian comics. Ah, that, that, he, that, that sound later. That, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, did he? Did yeah. he do Valeria? He did Valerian and the. That one did not no. work the same way this one no, did. Well, no. no, I would, I would no. say Luke Besson is pretty hit and miss. He also did all the Taken movies. Oh, really? Yeah, Taken one, two, and three. That's where I got the term special set of skills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I helped. I don't know if you know that. I knew that. Yeah. We, yeah. we use that too. Yeah. Yeah. Special set of skills. Yeah. Because Taken is the movie where nothing bad happens and you fucking love it. Yeah. Everything the main character does, he's no, there's no challenge. No. And it was so novel. And it's fine. And you're it's, like, And okay, you're like, hell yeah. 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 This is good. I will love a story like that. Give me some no stakes. I mean, high stakes, but everything you want to go do goes right. right. W- watching yeah. somebody do something extremely competently is very satisfying. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a it similar is. similar character to the Bruce Willis character. That's why I like yeah, hanging out with true. Rachel so much. Mm. Yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> there's the part where they go to the control room and they're all like freaking out because the Mangalores are in the control room. And Bruce Willis does the like, well, okay, seven on the left, five on the right. And he just... Go shoots and then he goes back and he's like, okay, two on the left, four on the right, right. And then the guy holds the like gun Cassian. up. Oh, bet. <laughs> and the guy holds the gun up and Sorry. he's like, you know, we're we're ready to negotiate. And he just shoots him and he's like, that's the leader right there. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I like the Mangalores too. I feel so sad for them. Yeah. My heart goes to them for some reason. Yeah. 
They were just trying to like be real people, real Mangalores. Yeah. Well, and they were, um, Zorg makes a comment about how they were displaced by the government and scattered to the winds. Yeah, like the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah. And they're just trying to get their, like. They their... just need weapons so that they can, like, do fight what they want to do, fight yeah. back. And then when, at the end, when he's like, for the honor. Right. I'm like, Which yeah. Earlier, Zorg is like, you know, honor's killed more people than it's ever saved. Yeah. And then at the very end, the bomb that blows him up. Was like, for honor. Was for honor. Yep. <laughs> That's a nice tie-in. The yeah. um, cherry scene where he chokes on the cherry and he almost <laughs> yes. dies. Yes. And it's yes. like, I mean, there is a really fair argument. It's so, the priest is so black and white, good versus evil. This is not just capitalist monster evil guy. This is literally evil. all life destroyer. But then the argument that in the name of good so much bad has to happen like people die in the name of good all the time yeah and i think that's where zorg was coming from he's like yeah but i'm a monster and that's fine yeah because i'm gonna make a lot of money and... i make people better because they've got to fight me yeah you gotta have a villain yeah i'll be the villain i love how like circular things are in it where he's like like just little details like uh the cab company being owned by Zorg. So yes. him firing, right. so, yeah, like yeah, him when he fires, fires a million people, million people, yeah. Corbin gets included right. in that. Mm-hmm. And just things just like yeah. loop Everything around. And is, that's, yeah. that's part yeah. of the split narrative style. Okay. Structure is. Yeah. They're, they're each, they each have a parallel plot and the things that each of them are doing are affecting the other. But they're not necessarily aware of who's the instigator of right. that, yeah. that thing that they experienced. And yeah. I, I yeah. really like the exposition scenes where we flip back and forth between the two perspectives. Yes. And it's pushing both perspectives forward and giving us the information all at the same time. Yes. Like when but she's it, talking about the stones. But it's like building this tension yes. too. And like to finish Zorg's sentence, Lilu answers it. Right. And then Lilu says something, Zorg answers it, and we're actually hopping back and forth. So we're getting both perspectives at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's really great. So we don't waste time seeing both. We get both. And, and you... then, like, when we, when he's getting ready to open the case, and she's telling a story about the Manda Schumann's whole plan, and then he he's like, yeah, this is it. And then he's getting ready to open it, and then we switch back to Lilu, and she just busts out laughing. Yeah, because they tricked, they tricked him um, because the stones went on a different route, and then he, now he's disappointed because the stones weren't in there. Yeah, yeah, maniacally, insanely yep. disappointed. Yep, Montashuin, Montashuin. Montechewin? Montechewin. It's not they, pronounced it's, the way it's spelled. No, because yeah. in the in the subtitles it's S H A. Yeah. But it's Montechewin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a problem with them. I don't like how advanced they are, but how wobbly and slow. I feel like it's Is it a, a suit? Is it a suit? It could be a suit. I feel like it's a like a mask or like they're hiding themselves from any other like life that they interact with because they don't want, I don't know, almost like protecting information about themselves. Sure. Well, so, I mean, it, 
So Lilu is a Mandachiwan. Right. But she looks human. But when they rebuild her, she looks like Lilu. And they rebuild her from the cell. So they use her DNA to reconstruct her. Well, is the cell just is in a suit? Yeah, it's in that hand. Yeah, there's it's so the hand like, holding the handle of the babe, case. Why do they have those face things that look like the scary things from the Dark Crystal? Skeksis. It's, it's yeah. just they look uh, like they like, a look camera. Like they look like steampunk Skeksis. Yeah. No, thank but. you. Aziz, light. <laughs> you can just put them on wheels. Yeah, when they're just well, like, why, not why don't they just the door shutting. They're not even in the movie. I mean, they're not in the movie. I mean, they're in the movie at the very beginning. I know. But it, that always just confused me a little bit because they find the glove. But it's a gauntlet. Like, it's a glove, yeah. right? So what is their cellular matter there's, in there? And there's yeah. a forearm and hand inside in, of this Ah, uh, yes. And that is what they built. They build her back up But with. she was in the sarcophagus thing. Yep. Yeah. Or was that just a statue representation of the fifth element? No, that was the fifth element. Don't be making up things. I don't know. We don't say it's because we, yeah, we take the stones and then we take the But they the could thing. have taken Maybe it any into... Mondachuan could be the fifth element. Maybe. Yeah, but also that was like 300 years difference in time. Yeah. So it doesn't, the fifth element might not have still been in the 1917 thing. Or she could have come alive. Yeah. Like when she was needed or whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because we don't, we don't talk about that. We also don't see the Mondachi ones again. And when we hear about them, they're like, they're bringing them, they get blown up. And then they're like, okay, we've contacted them and they're going to help us. We just have to get the stones. Well, we do see them in the future, but then they get, yeah, they get blown up really fast. Right. So she could have been in one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. she was supposed to be on that ship. Right. She so they were out. transporting the fifth element in one ship and the other four stones in another ship. Hmm. And they blew up the ship with the fifth element on Right, it. but later when they're, like, after Flossed in Paradise, we make it, we have, like, a throwaway line about, like, we've talked to the Mondachimans. Oh, yeah. They're going to help us. We just have to get the stones. And but we never see them. Like we don't see what help right. they provide unless they're gonna come and tow the new moon away so that it doesn't kill all life and Yeah. Like Earth's So there's not yeah. <laughs> So that the entire planet doesn't just completely and Yeah. Maybe everybody can, would that would they'll just like fuck up everything. slow walk yeah. that away. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll have to get rid of it. I'm sure they have space travel. Like, they can have space tanks that can pull it away. I mean, there's a couple holes. Like, why did the Mondachiwans have to come right then and take the fifth element? They could have waited till, like, night when everybody went home. And they could have just gone in and got it and left. They didn't need to come and kill everybody. Well, I felt like they came at that time because that guy was deciphering their secrets. Yeah, but they could have just waited till he went to bed. No, he might have reported. I mean, what, he might have what, passed what on matter? the information. He was really big on spreading information back then. I mean, it, <laughs> those papers could have been printed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And dispersed. He couldn't get in there. He didn't have the key, which the key is just like a four thing. But right. um, We don't know how much technology so was hidden in the rocks. He was just going to end up like Daniel from Stargate where he's like, aliens. Put Stargate, this the on movie? Yeah. I love that. Have y'all done that yet? We just watched it. It's a good movie. So we're gonna, it's a, that's another really freaking good sci-fi movie mm-hmm. that yeah. is 
no wasted space. No. I think it just dawned on me. Movies like this feel so different than the way that we typically absorb it content these days because I spend so much time watching hours and hours and hours of stories. Yeah. Like right now I'm watching Dark, which is thir- – I mean it's literally 13, three seasons, 13 times three. What is that? 39. 39, 39 hours for us one story. And so to see this like, like little tiny short story. Yeah, one and done. Yeah. It's beautiful. And they were like, well, maybe we're going to make a sequel. And I don't want a sequel. No, they aren't going to make a sequel. No, I don't want a sequel. No, don't mess it up. Unless it's as good as Top Gun Maverick. Is it going to be, though? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know that you could recapture this magic. No, yeah. There's like a a certain attitude in the 90s that, misogyny aside, this like ambitious, upbeat, irreverent, quirky... 90s energy that we can't replicate now like we just did Waterworld. we're too cynical and if you think about the fucking audacity of Waterworld, like we are going to film an entire movie in the middle of the ocean yeah wasn't that the most expensive movie ever made at the time yeah titanic actually cost more than it but, yeah, but titanic is also the best Movie of all time. I mean, I, I like Waterworld, but just think about the. Um, of course you do. Just think about the. Objectively bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You can hate it. I still love it. I don't hate it. I think it's a great movie. It's, it's a, a really fun movie. movie. I love Kevin Gossner. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on Dances with Wolves. Right, but you just think about the ambition of these so movies. Sumani Tutanka Uwachi. <laughs> <laughs> That was okay. one of my mom's favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> I say that to my sister sometimes. I'm like, Sumani Tutanka Uwachi. <laughs> I don't even remember what it means. <laughs> but I know that we, we the, used to say it line. constantly as little kids. We would mm. run around saying it because for some reason, Last of the Mohicans and Dances with Wolves were always on TV at our house. Yeah. No, actually, it was the soundtracks. Remember when mm. you had your six disc players and yeah. your parents would just listen to music on like Saturday and Sundays? I had the Fifth Element soundtrack. Oh, so good. I bought the Fifth Element soundtrack specifically for that song that plays when he's in the taxi car chase. So you know the taxi car chase? Yeah. Yeah. It's not on the soundtrack. That sucks. That Wait, song did it have two soundtracks? Like, no, I like don't think so. Like the score and then the soundtrack? No, because there's no like... <laughs> songs i mean there's the sound there's just the score the score is awesome it's so good like the taxi chase scene is so good like when they're running away and like they hit the guys when they're at mcdonald's yeah and then they end up he's like i think we got past i think we're fine and then they go past like in the the camera whips to the side and there's like five police cars just waiting Mm -hmm. right there and then they shoot him and he's like, okay, you want to play it soft? We'll play it soft. Do you want to play it hard? We'll play it hard. He As he's strapping his, himself he in. He puts his seatbelt on. And, and like, Lilu is, like, leaning on the glass, like, help me. <laughs> and then he does the whole, like, straight down thing with, I just love the, like, right. the taxi car chase. Once we get into the fog, scenes. we'll be fine if we make it to the fog. Yeah. But that song is not on the soundtrack. And I, as a child, was Really horrified. disappointed. Yeah. 
Yeah, scores to movies used to be like the soundtracks of our lives. I remember when the Gladiator movie came out. Oh, It was so beautiful. It was so good. And you would just want it on while you were doing things. Yes. Last Mohicans. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has one of the best movie scores. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever thought to myself recently, dang, I want to get that score and listen to it. Like from a recent movie. No. I mean, uh, some of the songs on The Witcher. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, some of the TV stuff, but like a movie, like a movie. Score. Oh, that's how you say "Dances with Wolves." That was his oh. name. Oh, okay, that yeah. was his name. That was his name okay. in the movie. Shumani Tutanka Owachi. Okay, and that's why we would run around the house saying it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> talk Sorry. About the, talk about nineties. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, there's just this like, ma- not magic, I don't want to, but it's just like this um, sincere ambition that you just don't see in movies now because everything has to have that little bit of like tongue in cheek that, so this movie's, I'm trying to figure out, this movie's funny in like an irreverent comedic way, but like Thor Love and Thunder Love and Thunder is like, let's make fun of our source material because we don't want to get too serious. People might like then if people don't like it, we'll have tried to be serious and people don't like it. Instead, we can be like, oh, we're all laughing together. It's called like Ironoia. It's actually like a thing. And it's where you like couch everything in humor. It like sarcastic. It's like the Marvel. Like like, ambi. Well, this is just like a. Everybody like Gen Z. Oh, but I'm no, just and I get thing. that, but the MCU took oh, it yeah. and made it to the point where they got they're stuck now. Yeah. Like, right. I'm, people are tired of it. I don't yeah. want to see every movie. Every movie doesn't need to be tongue in cheek. It doesn't yes. need to be you, not every character is Tony Stark. Like we can be you can make different tones. Yeah. And they're gonna flail. They're flailing. It's fine. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. See, like that was Ironoia. The it's fine. Oh yeah, is that it's what fine. that is? Yeah, yeah, the, it's, fine. it's almost like you're null and voiding yourself, or you're leaving yourself an out. You're retroactively. So if someone doesn't agree with you, you can be like, "Well, it's just a joke." Yeah, you're retconning okay. your op- your opinion on oh, the matter after you see how somebody reacts to it. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I can say something like, "Oh, I loved that movie," and if you're like. Oh, that was such a horrible movie. I was like, I can be like, oh, I was just messing with you. I like loved that movie. I loved it. Uh Uh-huh. Like anybody could love that movie. You don't end up leaving yourself open for criticism. I see what you're saying. Because uh, of like comment culture. If you went on Facebook and said I love vulnerable with people. And somebody brought that Facebook attitude to your comment section. Yeah, that's why you don't do Facebook anymore. No. So, I mean, it's like a, a thing. It's like a problem. It's a thing, yeah. Where yeah. people are like, you can't state, you can't be vulnerable. You can't be vulnerable in that way because you're like, literally everyone feels- Because strangers on the internet that will like take you down. Because comment culture is literally like everyone has the right to yeah. comment on your feelings about the thing. Yeah. And so you have to leave yourself an out. And we don't have that in the 90s. You're the phone book. Yeah, you had the phone book. Yeah, you have like, I'm going to have a telephone. Like his telephone in the hotel at Floston Paradise is like a rotary telephone, which <laughs> just has an antenna on yeah. it when he picks it up. <laughs> <laughs> the only computer, the only person who interacts with computers at all 
is Lilu and the little priest guy. The, right. The and one the with military the people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like the individuals operating yeah. a personal computer. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. carrying around a cell phone of any kind. When they are not near a phone, they are out of communication. Nobody is yep. carrying around a communication device. Or a device pocket at all. computer. Because, or a pocket computer. Because the idea of being in constant contact was like, for, what What do you mean? It hadn't been established yet. Yeah. I had a pager in 97. Actually, I had one no. that played for Elise. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Star Trek had communicators. Yeah, Star Trek did. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just like, in this movie, you're thinking, right. like, oh, it's. If you make this movie now and you envision the future 300 years from now, the, right, you're, the you're going to have some novel version of smartphone. I want to yeah. know how his coffee maker works because it just magnets to the wall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's and really he, cool. He pours the, the, old co- coffee, the coffee back into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the magnet's the heater. Or the gun, the, the gun shelf that just comes from comes the ceiling. Comes out of the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And he just throws the gun in yeah, there. Yeah, like that. He, he gets, gets robbed all the time. Yeah. That, and he calls it the 5000s. It's yeah. nice to see you down here in the 5000s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's on like the projects or whatever. Well, yeah, he's I, too low. I think yeah. they're too low. Yeah. Well, I love that that guy's another one of my favorite characters with the hat. Yeah. Because he yeah. has the hat to trick the camera or like trick the eye thing. And then he's like, give me the kiss. That's a nice hat. <laughs> I love how he tricks him. He's like, it's not loaded. He's like, what? what? He's like, you got to push the little, there's a little, there's a little Yellow button. button. Yeah. yeah. You can definitely tell, I, I not to, just to go back to what you're saying earlier, the comic book guy, you can tell that this book, this movie was really storyboarded. Yeah. Because every scene, every, every frame is very beautiful to look at. Right. Very well thought out. Oh, another thing is when he recorded the woman's voice. <laughs> and played it. And I'm played like, it. ew, creeper. Yeah. yeah. That, you can't do that. Or the way that he treated the mom. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah. Women, moms are just annoying women. I was like, anyways, I think that says a lot about where we are now, though. I think we get enough female gaze yeah. that it feels foreign to me. To see that sort of, but I kind of long for it a little bit. Like you miss it a little bit. The just like, that's how it is. That's yeah. how it works. And this is what, and maybe that's the shift. Maybe that's where some of the shift is coming from, you know, is that the same people aren't making all of the content anymore. Yeah. And it, some of the reasons this is so planned out, so well put together, so like, Bam, 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 might be because he had more creative control outside of Hollywood. Because uh, this isn't made in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. No. Right. And it feels like that. It feels. It really feels like there were no old man executives coming in and being like, we need more tits because this isn't going to sell anything. Right. Um, this needs to look she's more got mainstream. A small boobs. Yeah. Which is great. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it, that's, I think, why it feels like one director was allowed to be in control. And, like, even when it was going over budget, he would not allow anybody on set to come inspect anything. And mm-hmm. he wouldn't show them any footage. He was like, nope, just got to trust me. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. I hope he's proud of it. I hope so. It's good. 
the guy that the Valerian comic guy who worked on it isn't credited. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. That's like the one like, hmm. Well, they worked really hard credit. together. Because I guess Valerian is the like inspiration for Star Wars, too. It's a really old comic. Oh. I thought Dune was. That's why there's so much spice everywhere. Oh. I'm pretty sure John, I'm pretty sure um, George Lucas was like. He probably read it all. He, he did it all. He cherry picked his favorite. His favorite stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's what everybody does. That's what, that's, that's stories. That's tropes. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. more to say about this movie. You what? So we've got more to say about this movie. Oh, yeah. Vin sure. Diesel's in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Vin Surprise, Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Vin Diesel's the voice of Finger. That is so His, funny. The cab boss. Oh, cab I like boss. Fog. Yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Fog. Fog. I'm sec sec security. <laughs> Tall. Tall. I mean, she. So I imagine her character had like a psychic presence. She did. That yeah. was intimidating. Yeah. Yep. For yeah, sure. I love that character. Oh, I she's love the Pla best. Yes. Plava Laguna. She's so mysterious. It's yeah. nice that we don't know more about her. Yeah. She just seems like all knowing, like you said. Like she can, yeah, she was. Right. She like leans over toward her, like. Yeah, like cone heads. Uh, yeah. Her assistant, whatever. And, the, and like um, passes a message, but she doesn't say anything out loud. Right. And I love that fight scene. The fight scene that Mila Jovovich I like the music from that one. Yeah. That music I love, that that's really another good. one where we're doing the like flip, yeah, flip, that's, flip, mm -hmm. flip. That's like another. Like there's a psychic connection with Plava Laguna and the fifth element because her music is mirroring what Lilu is doing. Yeah. When she's just sitting there calm, the music's just smooth and serene. And then she's like, oh shit, they're breaking in. Well, I don't know if it's the psychic up. connection or if it's just like well done, like well orchestrated. <laughs> yeah. And it's. Well, there's, there's some type of deeper connection. Yeah. With like this character is tied in with reality. Yes. And what needs to happen yeah. to save the universe. I know. Kind of She's so cool. And then yeah. she has the stones in her the whole time. The stones are in me. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the stones. Yeah. I just looked up the actress that played her, May Win, one name. Mm -hmm. I had not heard of her. That was, you're right, Luke Basson's wife. Wife, yeah. And she only did it because the actress they'd hired didn't show up. Wow. Oh. And so they were Interesting. like, you want it? She was like, I guess. But she's not singing. She's dubbed. She's obviously <laughs> yeah, they, like a, a real professional op soprano. Opera, opera yeah. lady, yeah. And he didn't expect her to be able to sing all the notes. Yeah. And she actually sings them in isolation and then they orchestrated them together. Oh, that makes sense. So it sounds kind of synthy. Yeah. Yeah. So she's singing it, but she's singing like the note, then sing the note. Because it's not the range. So it's they can, the that's speed how, with which they change. So that's how she goes so quickly. Yeah. But then right. other people have been able to sing it successfully. After years of practicing. As opposed to just like showing up that. and giving this lady the score and being like, can you, can you sing this next week? She's like, well, I mean, kind of. So it was... It is, in fact, something that is impossible for a human voice to sing. It was, it was intended to be a composition that would be impossible for human vocal cords to reproduce. But somebody took that as a challenge right. and 
thought, I'm going to dedicate a lot, a lot of energy and effort and time and potential damage to my voice yeah. to prove this asshole wrong. It's such a breakout moment in the yeah. movie, though, because she starts out with like a traditional like opera thing that she's doing. And then all of a sudden it's like Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Beyonce of the universe. And she's even dancing. Yeah. She goes mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably not a also, lot of movement. <clears throat> Sorry. Wow. Needed oil. Um, another another time where the costume got in her way from actually moving efficiently. Yeah, she. It was just. Well, when she's you, probably on lift. She is, and she. Yeah. Wobbles out just like the Montechuans at the beginning. Look, she's wobbling a singer. Around. She's not a dancer. It's fine. It's just. Yeah, the costumes were stunning. It was style over like functionality. It was, and it yeah. was beautiful, but it was. A lot of, um, you know what test, I don't think this movie passes the test where, what is the, the test the called? The Bechdel test. Yeah. The Bechdel test. Yeah. Very few things do. Which, which we were talking things about Things do now though, right? It's hard. Mm. It's actually hard to pass the Bechdel test because it's like, if you have side characters and they're having a conversation, they're often talking about the main character. And a lot of times the For main the character is male. For the purposes of advancing the plot. Just because, but isn't the Bechtel test just two women? Are there two women? Do they interact and do they talk about something other than a male character? Right. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you have two women, they're the side character. I mean, they're usually talking about like the main character, and more often than not, now the main character is still male. And so if they're talking, they're usually advancing the plot. And so advancing the plot requires you to talk about the main character. Or something revolving around the main character. Even if they're like a good female representation as characters, just for the like time spent filming them, having a conversation, that scene still needs to contribute to the plot. Right. Yeah. And very I likely mean, the plot involves a male So Lilu talks to that one girl, that one girl, I guess they don't really have a conversation. She just like talks to that plaque on the wall and Lilu's around the corner. Oh, right. And it's about the stones. But and not don't Bruce they Willis. have to have, it doesn't have to be for a certain amount of time. Well, they just have to have a conversation. It's not even a conversation. She just walks over and is yeah, like, the diva welcomes you. Um, we'll talk after the show. Mm. Yeah. So I guess if the diva had made it off the stage, it would have worked because we would have had two female characters who have an interaction and they talk about something other than the male character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at that point, the diva doesn't even know Bruce Willis exists because Bruce Willis is completely like peripheral in all of this. This is Lilu's quest. Yeah. And, and he ends up doing a lot of it yeah. just because he's in proximity to Lilu. Trying to protect her. Yeah. 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 He's just like, he, fell in love well, with he, her he basically has this. He's been assigned basically the same task. And, and he, like, he never actually sees Lilu in action. No, he doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just told she, about her. I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't see him. And the part he gets out of that is she's much. perfect. And he's like, yeah, great skin, long legs. Perfect. <laughs> That's his takeaway. <laughs> But she does tell him, like, I protect you. So she tries. Yeah, right. I'm supreme being. I will protect you. Now you yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. 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 Which I would love that in an airplane. It's like, here's your cubby. Sleep the entire time. 
and we'll pull mm-hmm. you out when we get there. Yeah. Although, yeah, that would be incredible. I wonder how long that journey actually is. It's it four, four hours. hours. Oh, I thought it was like days. No, no they have some type of faster than light travel. Why would you go to sleep? To make it as short as possible? Probably so they won't be bothered by the number of people on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably packed tight. Yeah. Yeah. For space travel, I imagine. Yeah. As efficient as possible. Yeah. I love that scene, too, with the takeoff and Ruby Rod all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Assume condensed. The There's so much happening at one time. Yeah. Very much like... It's like Ruby Rod's radio program where yeah. he's just like, bam, bam, bam. Like when he walks by and he's signing, but he just takes the brush <laughs> and yeah. brushes it. And then he, yeah, I love that. That hallway scene. He had to be on, in character. I wonder how many it. times they did it. I don't know. But it's well done. Yeah. Because the whole, the pace of it feels great. And then when they stop to wait for Corbin to say something and everything stops. The music stops. And he's like, the score stops. It's such a, an effective contrast. Yeah. And to... there's always the perfect pause, like the perfect amount of just like silence. And then he's like, uh, hi. And then, <laughs> and then it goes up to the next Wait, part. what does he say when they're in the, um, the room or in the opera room? He goes, thrilled. 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 Yeah. It's like, what's the word of the day? Right. He's which, like, he, thrilled. he wants him to talk more, but then he prompts him with, what's the word of the day? Thrilled. <laughs> well, maybe he's trying to like okay. shame him into talking more. I don't know. That's yeah, like that's going to work. So did Ruby Rod transmit the concert? Yeah. And also like everything that happened. Because that's how the president was getting his information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By What's listening the best to Ruby show he's Rod. ever done? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he had to get permission to broadcast during the oh, concert. I think, I think he does whatever he wants. Probably. Because yeah. he's like universal. Well, they have aliens. People like his mom lives on the moon. Like yeah. I mean Plava Laguna's an alien. The yeah. Mandalores are aliens. Yeah. Yeah, they have aliens. There's just not any Lilu's alien. an alien. Yeah. yeah, she is. He's a meat popsicle, which I want to know, is he? Because he tells that to the cops. And they, like the they guy. They are looking for him. I That part is a little bit like, how does he know that's not going to make things worse? Right, because the guy next door just makes a crack. I mean, he does the like, screw you, whatever. Right. But that gets him shot and captured. Whereas right. like. They say, sir, do you identify as human? And he goes, negative. I am a meat popsicle. And they're just like, cool, cool. And like, hang on. He mocked the cops right now. Yeah. <laughs> and in this society, it's a militaristic society. Like when that one guy bangs on the glass and the like bars come down and like a gun, like guns aim at him. And they're like, put your hands on the yellow circle. Like this is a police action. So... They should all have a healthy fear of, like, disrupting the authorities. Yeah. yeah. And instead, he's like, negative, I am a meat popsicle. And so is that a thing? I don't like, know. Like, is he actually a meat popsicle? Is that, like, <laughs> he's a clone or something? Is it, like, a colloquial or, like, a slang term for something not human? Or is he is he familiar with how the, like, law enforcement works? And he knows that he's complying with the right things, like standing in place with his hands on the yellow circles. And <laughs> he knows he can get away with he that. He knows he can get away with like one mocking statement. 
because yeah. they'll be like if they're in a rush right and and if it's important they'll be like no please answer the question it just feels out of character for somebody who otherwise is trying to be left alone like trying to go completely unbothered just yeah drive his taxi be retired have Thai food from James Hong outside his window in this that's amazing a person, Thai right? boat. That, that's a that's James that, Hong. Yeah, what he's else that is guy. he in? He's, that, uh, he's, he's in like everything. Yes, yeah. doesn't he? Have yes, one, little big trouble in Little of the, China. Yeah, he's like, like most very famous, credited right? actors. Yeah. Okay, he. That's what pretty I, much pre like, and he's in um, everything, everywhere, all at once. He's the he's, grandfather. He's the dad. Yeah. Okay. I mean the, yeah, he's the grandfather. The, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah he is in everything. Yeah. And um He's Poe's dad in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um that that's like one of the best parts. Like yes. that whole I want to You're mo- fired. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I want to go to um the future just so that food can come to my window. And they cook it for you. In front outside of you. your window. Yeah, yeah. It's like in a like culturally specific vehicle yes like your food truck he pulls up like, like a like he pulls the, up yeah, it's an like anchor. a hibachi house call yeah yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah so or great. like a hot dog would come to you yeah or like something shit like the a- oscar meyer wiener yes exactly yeah. yeah but a ship that floats <laughs> yes yeah that's yep. that was I love really it. cool he, yes when he's like pulling up the anchor and singing yeah. as the boat's pulling away Just so go lucky so so ha- happy yeah yeah like, oh, that's really, really cool. I would love that. Just to be like, oh, man, I think I'm going to have James Hong come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Grandfathers say, not rain every day. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, could be good news. Which is it. a nice twist. I'll bet you your lunch. Yeah. He's like, well, at least I got a free lunch. And he's like, I like that. Yeah. Find the good in everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, oh, my thought went away. Sorry. I can probably speak this movie line for line. So I know. I'm like, should we just go through it? What's another movie that you could do that for? Um, I could have done that for Fellowship of the Ring a long time ago. I don't think I could do it now. For, I know the entire the... Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I don't like the Muppets. Isn't that weird? I like Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. Did you know that the – have you seen the footage of Mary and Pippin – um, talking about how the the actors they have yeah. a podcast and they're talking about how with the ratings of the movie there could be one f word in the yeah. movie and so they're oh, talking where about where, where would be yeah. the best yeah. part for that to be yeah <laughs> he's like it's a fucking cave troll I love how close they all still are yeah so they're twenty years old now those yeah. movies like over twenty years they yeah. spend yeah. a lot of time together yeah they a did. lot that's another good example of like. The ambition of that time period. And like a creative. And execution. Like a yeah. visionary. They literally. Who did not compromise. Created a village of like potters, metal workers, and cre- woodworkers. And the, the technology. Yeah. And the companies that made the technology. Yeah. 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 They were just like. Um, did Lucas. Was he involved in that at all? No. It's Weta. Weta. Yeah. And is that Pete Jackson's company? Yeah. Like he started the company to yeah. and then they continued to work after the movie. When he had mm-hmm. a couple movies before that. He did one with um oh, 
Michael J. Fox, where he can see ghosts. Oh, I love that movie. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. It is a really good Screamers. movie. Screamers. Yes. I, I think about that movie all the time. That's a good movie. That's it was Peter so Jackson. underrated. Oh, yeah. It's and like great. nobody knew about it. And it was a really good, that's a really good movie. You should you should do that movie. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Like but he kind of created it like for the effects for that. Oh, okay. Because, but what what makes those last as long as Fifth Element has lasted is it's all practical effects. Yeah, it's people in costumes. Yes, except for Gollum, and even for Gollum, they revolutionized the way they did CG. Right. Well, and- Gollum in the first movie was not that great looking, but then. There was what's that a, actor's name? Andy Zirkus. Andy He's yeah. he does every every single shot of Gollum. Every single is Andy scene Zirkus. of Gollum yeah. is Andy Zirkus in motion capture. And they yeah. paired up an airbrusher and the guy who was, was doing the computer animation, and they were like, yeah. "Figure out how to make." There was it look a digital like artist that was walking through the. It was like the Boromir um, in the boat. The, the Boromir, Boromir the body boat. in the boat. And the guy was airbrushing it to look like actual skin. And the like CG artist was like, holy shit, how do you do that? Can you show me how to do that? And I'm going to work with like me and software developers on how to do that on computers. And so Wait, what was this- he doing to Boromir? Well, they remember made a, Boromir when he dies, they put him in the boat. Yeah, and the boat goes. But over they made the water. a model of Boromir. They literally made a model of. They Boromir didn't use Sean Bean. Boat. Oh, because he had moved on to Game of Thrones. Because they didn't want to he, put him over the water. He went to go know. die on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm just I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> um, they uh, they implemented this whole thing called subsurface scattering because human skin is slightly translucent. So, like, you can see like the blue lines yeah. of your blood vessels and things and so they did that they figured out how to do that on computer generated renderings of the Gollum model and that's why in the two towers Gollum looks so good his skin looks almost real because they they had all of this yeah they the like creative people had all this freedom to just experiment with whatever shit they wanted to do to make it look better. And very much not repeatable, because when they made The Hobbit, the magic was gone. Yeah, right. true that. I mean, The Hobbit's, like, all right. The Hobbit had no business being three movies. There was literally, like, I watched an interview with Ian. It's not Screamers. Talking about Gandalf. It's, sorry, go on. Oh, he was talking about being Gandalf, and he said he was in, like, a green room trying to act by himself and he just broke down crying because the first three movies were such magic and they were all always together. Right. So even when they appear smaller than him, they're just farther away. Right. They're using forced perspective or just in post, they shrink that section. So instead of like in the Hobbit where it's almost all composite shots where they're all doing their acting on green screen and then they all like drop them together so none of them are actually acting together like they did on lord of the rings and so he literally started crying because he was like this isn't this isn't acting i don't know what this is yeah don't fuck with in mckellen no that's magneto he'll fuck you up the frighteners the frighteners thank you welcome i knew it was like a generic name yeah me too like a generic that's why i thought it was screamers i think screamers is a movie it is 
Yeah. Just not that one. Anyways, yeah, no, for sure. And that is really it that and that's what they said. That's why they're developing all they're trying to get back to that because that wasn't working. Yeah. It's because that's why they that's why Star Wars um they're using the volume now, right? Which is that stage that has all the LED lighting and screens on everything. Have you seen that? Because the actors Mm -hmm. so you explain it because you know too. So it's you can explain it to me later. But, it, but it's, it's just a way of creating like a more immersive acting experience. Exactly. Because right. then the actors do a better job. And a, and it's a like more... a 350 degree high definition, like 10 foot screen on like probably a 50, 60 foot diameter circle. Like you would in front of a mat, like when you did a matte painting. Yes. Like when it, you actually use it like a matte painting, yeah. but then you can do a bunch of other cool stuff. And you make the like, lighting authentic. Yeah. So the yes. actors are in the. What would have been green screened, they're in this area. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal. If you watch the Mandalorian episode where Ahsoka comes, you can see the volume and, like, full effect. And it's, it's but incredible. But I think they, they do something with the, with the actual screen and the camera. So then they can actually do a full green screen effect. Hmm. But then all the lighting on the characters is representative of the actual green screen image that's on this giant yeah, screen. Yeah, because you lose a lot when you put everybody in front of a green screen. Right. And there's like nuances of coloring and reflections that you your brain notices yeah. when you're watching the characters that if it doesn't match exactly right with the background, it doesn't work. Yeah, and you know what I love about The Fifth Element also is the brightness. Yeah. Because so many mm-hmm. movies today are so dark they're difficult to watch so dark that if your tv settings aren't right people think there's something wrong with it yeah 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 which is a lot can you explain i think i've heard y'all mention this before what was lost when they switched to doing digital instead of film so when you have like an led tv you can't have true black because there's parts of your tv even when your tv is displaying black it's displaying black as a color it's not well it's it closes so the the liquid crystal is these things crystals that rotate and let light through and so you have like a shutter that lets red light through green light through blue light through on each pixel but when you shut them all the way they're they don't block all the light and so you're letting like gray light through so on an lcd screen black is just gray so you lose contrast so you lose that depth of black of darkness and so everything ends up feeling like a uniform gray ish and there's also like a warmth to film there's like a so your body where it meets like if you look at your leg and you see the ground past your leg there's a like blurry edge along your leg diffraction there's a amount of like where there's a scattering of the light <clears throat> where you see two things come together. And when you have digital film, sometimes you lose that. Like if you saw The Hobbit, remember when they released oh, The Hobbit I in like the high frame rate? Because I don't like it. No. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look it good. It looks, oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I had no idea that's what it was called. Yeah. It's where the TV is so clear yes. that you're like, 
like you can see their face. Like you can see their face. It's or too much. Everything that's not, is in focus. That's not yeah. how you experience. That's not how the human eye experiences. And like things. when you pan, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look like a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like a soap opera. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I, and I've always said I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't turn even it know off. what's happening. I always because they have that motion blur. You can, they have like settings it's on called your TV frame interpolation, and where they'll every add more frames to it, it to like so it'd be crisper and clearer and whatever. But like, so what's that good for? Sports? Yes, it's good for thing when things are moving like very reality, quickly. like reality, like video games, okay, um, documentaries, and sports. So like nature shows. Or even right. like even like action-y scenes in movies. Yeah. If there's a lot of stuff moving very quickly across the entire screen, then a high frame rate will make that look slightly better. Yeah. But for things where move scenes where things are moving at just regular human speeds, just like human gestures and things, it it's too much information. Well, if you think about like the Hobbit, they filmed it in that high frame rate and then they put it in theaters in that high frame rate. And the way it works is literally everything front to back in the frame is all in focus. The mountains in the distance are in focus. The people in the front are in focus. Everything's in focus. And it ends up feeling flat because your eye expects to lose definition over through distance. So when you watch the original Lord of the Rings, everything feels epic and massive and deep and huge because the people because in the front are in focus and everything in the back is blurry slightly blurred and if you're looking far away things really close get blurred right so i mean digital it's we're not getting rid of digital film but there's like a it's like having two bright white lights if you have your like when we switched from incandescent bulbs that was everybody's complaint well it's too bright white so we had to make the warm white lights have you t- can you tell do you, have you noticed the difference between, um, what was it? Is it incandescent? Incandescent bulbs. Yeah, that's what we used to do before the LED bulbs. Yeah, that's the way to call those. Yeah, incandescent Christmas lights versus LED lights. There's a, they glow. They yeah. They, they have a different. They're like warmth. Warm. Yeah. And like beautiful versus LED, which is just light. Yeah. If you. I had some old lights that's incandescent bulbs that worked. They still sell those. They're just cheap. They don't last very long. And LED lights will last for like three years. Yeah. I don't know that they can make incandescent bulbs oh, anymore. They, they can. Oh, yeah. They you can. can still buy the Christmas lights that are that glow. Yeah. Uh, and but it, they don't, it feels cl- like a glow versus. I think they're like taxed higher or something. Yeah. They're regulated slightly differently. Yeah. But they just have a – there's a, just a different feel to it. And I think part of – maybe that's why the movies feel like so nostalgic when we watch them is because the lighting is so much different. Are they on film? They're probably on film? They're probably on – it's filmed on like Super Vista film. It's like a very – it was like a really short-lived film that they filmed it on. Or like Blade Runner, how Blade Runner is dark, but at the same time it's – you still – there's still contrast. You still know what's going on. Uh, film has a higher, a, a larger range of brightness that it can actually pick up. And digital cameras, you get like really bright things kind of get like, like we do on the soundboard. When you get higher, we're actually compressing the volume down so it doesn't blow up people's ears. Mm, if you yeah. like 
laugh really loud or something. So for me, cough. All the time. <laughs> and so we kind of yeah. do the same thing for like digital images, mm-hmm. where the the range of brightness gets compressed. Mm. Yeah. I also think we've moved away from the movie as an art form in and of itself. Yeah. Like a moving picture, a moving like piece of art. Like to me, Blade Runner feels like a moving piece of art. Right. And this because fifth element just feels the, like a moving yeah, piece yes. of art. And yeah. It feels like, yeah. Yeah. It feels like like art. there is so much attention to every single piece. Nobody is CG. But, These are, but there's Twilight. 500 extras. Does not. We're not talking about Twilight right now. <laughs> there's like, there's 500. There's like a bunch of extras, right? There's just huge cast in this movie, and every single yeah, one like of them has a bespoke thousand costumes. Has a bespoke costume, right? Every single What's one of them mean? made specifically for them. Ha- bespoke, usually unique. handmade. B e s p o k e, like bespoke. Yeah, I'll have yep. to look that one up. A specifically made for them for this movie for this role for this three seconds they're going to be in the this background. room is bespoke yeah it is bespoke i made it by hand for a specific purpose you know it's another word that i think is really fascinating germane yeah basic yeah it's another way of saying basic salient <laughs> just gonna throw them all out there <laughs> I, I saw, like I like salient. I, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great word. Yeah. I come across words all the time. I don't. Yeah, that's like ongoing theme for me. You know that though. It's fine. Words and I are get fun. And I let, and I'm I take risks. Sometimes yeah. I use words I don't know if I know. Just throw them out there. I do. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. If there was another word in. Anyways, that's a tangent. Sorry. I'm getting sleepy. That's how I can tell. I'm like I'm not. I can't even. It's fine. Focus. It's fine. But anyway, so this is a really good movie. In short. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of combinations, a lot of factors in its, in its. I mean, misogyny aside, yeah, in the right era, it's got the right director, despite the fact that he married a teenager. It's perfectly fine. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got the right artistic direction. It's got the right like person who protected their artistic vision for this movie. Right. And I think there's like one group that's doing that right now and that's legion m have you heard of legion m no so legion m is like a crowdfunded movie studio, studio. so that's not like a24 or something no it's well They're it's not like doing a, that i don't think they are but it's like a um literally they'll put up an idea and you can contribute as little as 40 dollars, and then they'll get the movie made and so like they made mandy which i'm not sure you would like mandy but if you like horror movies mandy is a very like True to its vision horror movie. What, no can you, compromises. Can you explain it? <sighs> um, What's it it's about? It's got Nicolas Cage in it. And Nicholas, Is it a recent movie? Yes. yes. Okay. You might like Mandy. I don't know. Mandy, it's very... Do you like... like You don't like gory, horror, scary. Uh, It just depends. Yeah. No, I don't like... Uh, is the blood CG? No. I probably won't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much all practical effects. Yeah. And I don't it, like practical gore because the cleanup pisses me off. Okay. Well, it's very, if that makes sense. Oh, he's very messy it's by the It's very end. messy. Yeah, I wouldn't. If you don't like gore, don't watch Mandy. But, but it, it's a very like nothing was compromised. Nobody sacrificed their vision to make this a more palatable, like, palatable blockbuster movie. Yeah. They weren't aiming for that Marvel money. 
they were aiming to make a movie that people loved. Right. And I'm I'm waiting for us to get back to that. Like it's a very entertaining. I, movie. I recognize so the cultural can importance. Watch that. Of if, is it a good movie? Yes, it's yeah. engaging. It's entertaining. The characters are. Is it scary? Yes. There are scary parts. It's wild. Some and of it's it. Sad. Some of it is just so out there that you're. Is it like hereditary scary? I haven't seen hereditary. What? Sorry. What? What is hereditary scary? <laughs> Wait, you have. There's seen... a movie called Hereditary. You guys? Like, oh, do you guys oh, like scary that was movies? Some... We like some scary movies. Psychological scary usually. This is a little bit psychological scary, Mandy, but also with gore and people on LSD with knife dicks. There's only one knife dick. You got me there. You can't. <laughs> I don't think you can use the plural knife dicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a really. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk about it off air because it can't tell you anything about Mandy because it will ruin Mandy. Oh, I don't. Don't ruin it. Okay. I might watch it later. Yeah. I might rent it. But I'm I'm waiting for us to get back to this so we can get more movies like The Fifth Element, where like you're thinking about it long after you watch it. I see movies like that sometimes. I'll tell you a movie that I think about a lot. Old Guard. Did you get watch that? Old Guard was pretty good. That was a surprisingly With Charlize like, Theron. Yeah, out of fucking nowhere. I love Charlize oh, Theron. Yes, oh, yes, that another one was movie very good. That feels as good as this Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Every scene. I remember sitting in the theater. That's another like moving piece of art. Correct. Movie. And I remember sitting in that theater watching this movie and going, I will never experience this again because it was so good. Yeah. Just precise. Everything moves it forward. Good. We can do it. And people, that's what people want movies like this. Yeah. Marvel had its cultural moment and yeah. it's still great. But I mean, great for the people that love it. Yeah. But. Like, it needs to reinvent itself, But the people too. that love it are also tired, too. Yeah. And it needs to change. For something to stay relevant, it has to change. It cannot remain the same. No. Because culture shifts. People's wants and needs shift. You can't do the same thing with... Yeah. Yeah. That's I why the Kardashians are, are headed out. Yeah. They're no longer relevant because no one relates to them anymore. Yeah. I'm just ready for more sincerity. Like right. Yeah. Sincerity exactly. in a movie. And that's yeah. a, that is a um that is a like social pattern now yeah. across every board. Yeah. People don't want to they want things to be real and honest and authentic. No more filters, no more. Yeah. 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 Just keep it real. Yeah. Be real. Like the new social media app. That's called Be Real. Okay. I'll show you about it later. Thank you. Welcome. All right. So well, I guess we'll thanks just for leave letting it me. There. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come along. That was good. The next movie I'd like to be a part of is The Frighteners. Okay. In we will two invite years. you when we're ready to do The Frighteners. Yeah. If yeah. you ever make it there. Sounds good. Have you? Are you? Did y'all do Mandy? No. Well, I did Mandy with another podcast. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'll listen to it once I watch it. It was pretty funny. Did I'm, you go to them? No. Just you, you guys them. did. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah. Called them with this? I did. I think they were just on their phone. Oh, cool. Yeah, but then we can send the audio files. Yeah, I sent them our audio file. So they file. can compile it all. That's neat. Technology's neat. Yeah, we've done a few collabs now. I have. Well, you have. You've done a couple. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've had 
people on our podcast too. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. Super fun. Gets a different, you know, gets a different perspective in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even talk about who the big bad guy in Fifth Element is. Just evil. Oh, oh yes. gosh, yeah. yeah. Just straight evil. Evil, yeah. yeah. Straight evil. Just and he has evil. a skull face and yeah. talks. It makes a phone call. He does make a yeah. phone call. Is it making a phone call? <laughs> it is making it a is. phone call. It is. And then Hershey syrup drips down. Yeah. And he said, he told me not to interrupt unless it was Mr. Shadow and it's Mr. Shadow. Yeah. I was watching like a video of somebody and they were like, they're trying to make the like nail polish thing that she's using yeah. where she's just changing her nails yes. with a little thingy. They're like, we're so close to the fifth <laughs> element nail polish thing. And the makeup box. Yeah. And the makeup box. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Just and done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Eyeliner would be that would be amazing. Just stamps it right on there. And then it's on for like the whole rest of the even when she gets wet and then she gets cleaned up, it's like back. Yep. Maybe she took it with her, packed it in her suitcase. She Mm -hmm. stuck it in her orange strappy thing. (laughs) Her orange Donkini, whatever it is that she's wearing. (laughs) Suspender kini. Yeah. Because she's only got, like, tights on. She has, mm-hmm. like, a pants. Like, a pant on. A tight pant. Yeah. And a belt and a and a suspenders. Like, silicone yeah. suspenders. Which she's really excited to get. I mean, he brings her, like, a lot of reasonable clothing. And she does choose that clothing. Yeah. Out of the pile. Yeah. When she's like, oh, thank you. It's definitely not utilitarian. No. I don't know what that word means, but it feels no. like it fit there. And I was reading the trivia for the movie and i for some reason it's like a huge pet peeve of mine when they describe the main character that speaks in like a made-up language as having become fluent in that language they're always like oh yeah you know there was only like 400 words in that language but like mila jovovich already speaks four languages so she picked it up really quickly and she became fluent in it and like her and luke besson could like have conversations in it yeah i saw that it's like that's always a pet peeve. Uh, they said the same thing about Zoe Saldana in, like, Avatar, Avatar. When she has the language that she speaks. They're like, by the end of it, she could have a conversation in it. Wait, why is that a pet peeve? I don't It just is. But why? What about it bothers you? I don't, just the, like, I don't know. Because it's not possible to have an entire conversation in a language. In a language that four, you just made up. With only 400 words. Right. Yeah. You, you can't be fluent in a language with that you can't four, talk about everything in. With only 400 words. Right. Yeah. Just like, oh, they, the, they spoke it so much. Well, no, they just learned lines in it. They're it's conversationally not, proficient in it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know why. It just always bothers me. I'm like, I don't. I don't want to hear about that. I don't care. But I'm happy that they liked it. I liked their made up language. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's like one of those things that every time I read about it, I'm like, Ugh, gross. Yeah, I understand. Maybe it feels audacious. I don't know. That just like the it's, arrogance uh, of like, oh, yeah, I'm fluent in ancient or whatever the, the language is called because it existed before time was time. Yeah. In the fifth element. Because mm-hmm. it's obviously bullshit. Well, it does make it does sound like bravado. she's making noise. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like she's speaking to me. I, there's a couple scenes like there's the scene where she first talks to Corbin in the cab where it sounds like she's speaking a language. And then there's, uh, this is what st- 
stuck in my head. Um, and then the scene where she's sitting at the computer studying and she's just info dumping to Cornelius. Oh, yeah. And Cornelius is translating. Yeah. I don't know. The only person who gets to claim to have been fluent in a language is J.R.L. Tolkien. I was about to say, please say Tolkien. Because he created the language, the grammar, the culture. But wasn't he a linguist? Like yeah, a linguist? he was a linguist. Yeah. As opposed to like, apple is this word and cheese is this word. Yeah. And we're going to use the same grammar and we're going to use the, I don't know. I don't know. And that makes a lot of sense. And I think it might be your respect for that kind of depth in creating a language. So when you hear other people use the same, describe them, it just feels so surface. Yeah. And you hate that. Yeah. It's literally like Sorry, they I made up a best friends code. I have to figure out why Rachel feels about things all it's the time. It's literally like they made a best friends code. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, just... we're fluent in each other's best friends codes. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. walk around the, um, and they were 20 years apart. And I can just imagine, like, them having this made-up, funny conversation with each other on set and everybody else just being wildly uncomfortable. Because the 40-year-old and the 20-year-old are, who's married to the other actress on set, yeah. have their best friend language. Yes, that. Maybe that's <laughs> part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. Well, I segued us back into the movie when we were trying to wrap up. I'm sorry. That's okay. I just That's a really reasonable totally point. About How much evil. long time has it been? Oh, wow. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. I mean, what's the best bad guy ever? Just a ball of evilness. Yeah, that flies. Right. Fast. I like that they didn't try to um, give it more give, reasoning. Right. Or, give it a body or anything no, like that. They explain nothing. They're right. just like. It's, it's a short story. Yeah. And. And that is what it works for these epic fantasies is when it is a clip for a yeah. movie that is an hour and a half long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a clip. And there's versus like, yeah. sorry, versus like a Dune, which is an, a story right. in two hours. Yeah. And that when we have the option of these long format things, that's why Mad Max works so well. It was a novella. Yeah. It's a short story in an hour and a half to two hours, and it's perfect and brilliant. Yeah, the and you ninety can do minute it. movie. Can we bring back the ninety minute right. movie? Like it's perfectly fine. And I'm it, happy to go and see not a try movie. and do like an entire novel in yeah. ninety minutes. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Okay, it's just like what they're doing with Harry Potter. I knew I have known for years and years and years and years. At some point, they would go. We need to make it into a t- TV series because each. Each book deserves 10 hour-long episodes because yeah. that is a better format for those that kind of IP. Yeah. Right. And where'd it go? What was I talking about? Harry Potter. TV. Yeah, and but we're getting it now. Yeah. They've already right. they've already decided, like, oh, we can redo this and we can give people what they want. Yeah. And be and like Lord of the Rings, it's the same thing. Like I mean, it, they were so perfect. They did so well. Like, you can't redo Lord of the Rings. But imagine if Pete Jackson had done three seasons of 10-hour-long episodes. At that same production At quality. At that same production quality. Yeah. It would have been the greatest experience of our entire lives. Yeah. Just the book Instead stuff, of, like, though. Game like, of Thrones and the last... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You brought it back around. Always. <laughs> it's a Game of Thrones. Yeah. But yeah. 
Like, the short stories. The 90-minute movie is fine. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of depth you can add to a movie by just not explaining shit. Like oh, You do that with any world building. Yeah, any world building. You can, if you leave, you, ex- you don't exp- expositate about something. You just leave it. You trust your audience. Yeah. But enough. It has right, to be fill enough. In the gaps. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got to fill in enough gaps. They feel in, like in the world, but leave enough open that they feel like there's depth. Like there's more. There's so much to this world. You can't even explain it all. But think about how much how much world building we get in every every scene. Yeah. Just by being in Bruce Willis's apartment, Corbin's apartment. Yeah. You know, just by yeah. seeing out his window. Just the taxi scene where he goes down through the world and, down, and we and he, see all of the stuff and, and we, then we see the fog and at we the never bottom. see the earth we never see the ground yeah yeah yep it's a good movie yeah it's a uh, except movie. in egypt by the pyramid yeah well, that's in 19th oh that's when they go yeah back. except yeah. i don't want to go to egypt <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. guys. well they're in they new york city so that little character the side character does an incredible job yeah at uh, giving me anxiety. I know. I love the part where he comes back and he's like, I never should have sent you. And he's like, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a mistake. Like the, they do a great job of, I have a lot of empathetic anxiety for them. They, yeah. they make the stakes higher by just being entirely out of control yeah. and out of their league. You know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but they figure it out in the end. Cause he's like, yeah. we're not going to make I mean, it. He, he makes it in. <sighs> yeah. He makes it into the ventilation shaft. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like dangles down. And now Cornelius. Cornelius. All right. So I guess so we'll remember. leave it here. Oh, good job, oh, honey. So remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful, too. So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show 
on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strange and beautiful network. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.